School. Welcome to the Making After School Cool podcast, the link between research, practice, and theory for those interested in the activities youth are involved with during non-school hours. The Making After School Cool podcast is produced by Case for Kids, a division of Harris County Department of Education, and I'm your host, Mike Wilson. Welcome to part two of our two-part series, where I discuss with Joseph Harris the life lessons students can learn from playing youth athletics. Now, you played basketball back in the day, and I played even further back in the day. (laughs) (laughs) Not too much further. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, it's interesting because the game has changed. You know, back in our day, the big man was dominant, and every team that was winning a championship, including the Rockets, you know, you had a dominant big man. The Lakers had Jabbar, you know, Wilt and uh, Bill Russell before them. Uh, but yep. now it's changed to where even big guys bring the ball up. They shoot three-pointers. I mean, you got Giannis. You got the Joker and B. Mm-hmm. So it's not just down in the low block. You know, those guys are just – it's kind of like a positionless um, basketball. And ironically, yep. or maybe at the same time with technology, our everyday mm-hmm. life has changed. I mean, we're having this interview, and we're probably maybe 30, 30 minutes apart from each other. Yet we still yep. could be talking like we're sitting in the same room. So what lessons do you give your participants to understand that everything evolves and that they need to be prepared for changing times? That's another fantastic question. And I would say to have a student mentality and to never outgrow that because you have to always learn and be open to new knowledge because times are changing and they will continue to change. There are technologies that haven't been discovered yet that we're going to not even know that we need. Uh, For example, Zoom, the platform that we're on now, we didn't know how important it would be until we needed it. And with the interest, the entrance of coding and things being so computerized and digitized, an, an interesting fact is that we've learned more in the last 10 years than the last 300 years because we have and typically in our hands we have a high-speed computer that we can ask anything and it'll be able to give information now it's up to you to distill it to see how accurate it is but uh, you'll have access at your fingertips the information age the digital age that's what we're in and everything goes fast. And I would say to all the students out there, not just just students, student athlete, anything, even adults, to have a student mentality and a, and a mentality of growth and receiving new information and being open to it. Now, does that mean that you take it as gospel? Perhaps not. But what you do for sure is be open to it and distill it and take what you want out of it. But Similar to basketball having an evolution of positionless players, as you said, it has definitely has changed. You know, guys are shooting threes. There, there are shots that, and Steph Curry has revolutionized the game in this way that shots that he shoot that he shoots now, back in the day, that's a quick sub. Frank, get him out of there. What in the world are you doing? You can't shoot that shot now. That won't get you kicked. That won't get you subbed out of the game. 
So it's it's a lot has changed, and now we have such advancement in society, and that I don't think there's one industry that is safe in regards to if the workforce decides to I'm not going to learn anymore. No more professional development. I am what I am, right? If they do that, they will get left behind. And I don't think there's any industry that that doesn't apply to. I'm, yeah. I'm thinking of like, even if it's manual labor, let's say it's a blue cow, okay? There's new equipment, which means you have to have the new equipment that works more efficiently, that requires you to learn how to apply and work <clears throat> and utilize this new equipment. And you can be like an old dog. Oh, no, this this new crane is something that I just, you know, I, it, how we did it manually in our day. OK, well, if you decide not to learn how to use that new crane, as an example, then you're going to be jobless. You know, I have to learn. You have to learn how to use this new equipment, even if it's always, oh, it's just, oh I, I've never used the app before. Uh, what do you mean I have to use this app to, to move the move this crane or to operate this bulldozer? It's like, and that's just blue cow, you know. It's like I'm trying to think medical field for sure. It's yeah. like I, I I would be interested to hear one industry that uh, doesn't require you to have an open mind and a student mentality to continue to evolve in that profession. For example. A gentleman like yourself, Mike. I mean, we, like you said just a moment ago, we're uh, we're Zoom 30, 40 minutes away from each other, and we're talking like we're in the same room. Now, if Mike isn't open to learning to use this tool called Zoom, he's not having a podcast age, and you can't evolve in your career, right. and you're limited because you're like, oh, well, I only talk in person. Oh, because I don't want to learn how to create a uh, use Zoom and I don't want to learn how to how to plug in this microphone equipment or like I don't want to learn anything new. So anyway, to go back to uh, the when you asked originally, I think that that there's one thing that I would want all students to understand that when you graduate high school, you still need to continue to have a student mentality. There's no assignment no grade attached to you learning you still have to continue to learn yeah i mean you're so right my dad and this was in probably the late 70s early 80s he got on at exxon you know in baytown refineries and Houston area is a big thing and when he got on he was working on the docks and uh when he retired in you know 2000s half of the things that he was doing when he first got on they weren't hiring people for that anymore because everything was computerized and so when he got on, you know, they may have had teams of 30 people working on that crew. But by the time he left, it only took two people. And that's mm. work and shift work. So one person during the day, one person at night in a computer was <laughs> <Wow. laughs> doing everything else. <laughs> so you're right. I mean, things things sort of wow. um, advance. Um, now, I know you work a lot with, with young people. What advice do you have for parents? You know, sometimes parents, you know, live vicariously through their child, but yeah. they also need to remember that they're parents and they need to provide guidance for their uh, young 
person, but it's hard to do that if you don't know. We only teach what we know. So uh, what resources and what advice do you have for parents who are, have student athletes or just kids that are about to you know, leave high school and possibly go on to post-secondary education? You hit the nail on the head when you said they only teach what they know, because that is so true. And on top of that, they don't know what they don't know. And sometimes that can be a hindrance for opportunities for that child. And I like to say that it's wise to seek help outside of your realm of expertise. And it's very important to put them in the hands of more capable people in that particular avenue. I like to think of it as the chairman of the board is the parent and they decide they have a stake and a deciding factor in who becomes the CEO or the executive vice president. Oh, I like that CEO. I like that vice president. I like that new regional director of this, that, and the third to help guide the company, for example. The company being the child and the direction that the company takes is impacted by the leadership of that company. And the chairman of the board, mom, dad, uh, uh, close family members, they're like on the board. And then they make recommendations of who is who becomes influential leaders of that company, of that organization. If you want your son or daughter to learn how to shoot better. Oh, I want my son or daughter to shoot like Steph Curry. Okay. If you don't know how to help them shoot like Steph Curry, you vet and screen a person to come in to do that and make sure they have the character that you like. You know, they have the mentality that you like. They have the approach you like, you know, maybe you're thinking, oh, I don't like the, the cursing and, you know, I want to make sure that they're not yelling, they're not a screamer. Whatever it is that your parameters are, the questions that you ask them, you get the character part down. And this new person, do they have the skills to help them shoot like Steph Curry? And to bring someone else in to do that and put your child in more capable hands in that particular avenue. Maybe you weren't a math whiz. Okay. You can figure out a way to bring in a person that can teach your child that 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 sliver of academic prowess they get that from a tutor and don't try to do it on your own i would say if there's something that they need help with to ask for that assistance and understand that that's the smart thing to do it's not a a knock on the parent or something that says the parent is deficient is saying that the parent is smart. Given the example of the, the board members of a company, they're smart to seek out the, the, the brightest and sharpest uh, CFO, the brightest and sharpest CEO, COO, and all the other C-suite leadership of the company they're smart to say, no, we only want the best of the best. So do find the best tutor that you can, find the best, uh, if, if they're in the basketball, the best shooting coach, the best strength coach that you can find, the best um, 
music coach, the best acting coach, whatever it is that they are interested in, whatever that hobby is, if it's whatever the sport, whatever the extracurricular activity, because the parent is the ultimate coach and they screen everything. But understand that it takes a village for the child to come up. And that means you will have to, when there's certain things, be open to outside assistance just to help your child reach that full potential. Now, because uh, we're about to wrap up, I know you have a camp coming up. Can you provide some information on when it's going to be, where is it going to be, and any costs that, uh, so that parents can enroll their, their youth in your camp? Yes. Yeah, so there is a, as I mentioned earlier, I'm looking to transition outside of just basketball, frankly, uh, to just all concerns that the, the youth are impacted by and not just, oh, well, can you shoot better? Or this is how you dribble. This is how you finish with both hands at the basket. This is how you play good defense and things that are specific to basketball. I'm branching beyond that to where these are principles that all students, period, not even just student athletes. And it's called Bigger Than Ball Virtual Event. And they would log in. It's not like Zoom. It's more interactive. Um, where they can push on the screen and and um, it's, a, it's a game attached to it. It's pretty cool. But every Saturday for two hours, there's a different topic that we're going to talk about. For example, accountability for one Saturday, goal setting another Saturday, uh, handling money another Saturday, uh, how to communicate effectively another Saturday. And every Saturday, there's a for four months. So for, we're talking about 12 Saturdays in a row for two hours. And they can do it from their laptop, computer, tablet, however they consume their media right now, they can just log in. And the price is uh, $13.99 for the four months. And there will be replays, because I've, I've gotten that question a couple of times. Well, what if they miss a Saturday session? What happens then? All of the sessions will be recorded, so they'll, they'll be able to log back in and review the previously recorded session that they missed. And to me, this is important because they need to, these are principles and values that they need to know that are bigger than ball. Even if they play a sport that doesn't have a ball, it could be swimming, <laughs> any type of uh, a student athlete or anyone that's just a regular student and their mom or the dad is like, wow, you know what? You need to learn how to say goals. You know, you need to learn how to be more accountable because you need to clean your room up. <laughs> these are the type of things that these, that the students will be able to enroll in. And it's virtual because I had another question yesterday from a parent. So when is it, is it live? Not this one. This one isn't live. We're going to do virtual because this is open to because I've been reaching out to, to private schools and athletic directors in different states. So this one is going to be um, virtual, not in person, though I, when I find the correct venue, then I'm, I'm sure that I would do it in person. But um, I'm sure that the link and the flyer will be available somewhere um, 
within this uh, podcast. But yeah, yeah, I'll actually. I know you sent me a QR code, and I'll uh, put that on the description of this podcast so that people will have access to it and uh, they can get some more information. So, um, Joseph, man, I really appreciate you being my guest today on the Making After School Cool podcast. I wish you continued success. And, you know, we definitely got to stay in touch and we may do a follow-up interview uh, maybe towards the end, of the, uh, end of the summer when the school year begins. Absolutely. I appreciate the opportunity, Mike. Um, I think you have found something that you're very good at and it just comes very natural to you. And I, I don't know, I don't know too many people that wouldn't be a better fit for this. So I'm, I'm excited for you and I appreciate the opportunity. And anytime you want me on, you just let me know and I'd be, it'd be my pleasure. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you for joining me for part two of our two-part series with Joseph Harris regarding how basketball can positively impact the lives of children. Please join me for future episodes as we continue to explore issues relevant to the out-of-school time field.
I also want to thank my listeners for joining me today, where our topic focused on the positive impact youth sports can have on children's lives. Please join me for future episodes as we continue to explore issues relevant to the out-of-school time field.